Welcome to the Supercharge Your Startup podcast, just one of the ways the OVH Cloud Startup Programme are connecting members with our network of exciting enablers and startups as part of our Fast Forward Accelerator. We're here to help accelerate your growth by sharing expert advice and insights from our ecosystem that will take your business to the next level. I'm your host, Juliet Otterburn-Hall, entrepreneur and startup consultant. In today's episode, I have great pleasure to introduce entrepreneur Ilaria Picazzini, who is the CEO of Arkan, a platform that enables companies to assess the quality of their software, and who is currently on the OVH Cloud Startup Programme. Ilaria, welcome to the show. I look forward to finding out not just about Arkan and what it can offer startups, but also to see what listeners can learn from your startup journey. So Ilaria, it'd be lovely to hear a little bit about Arkan and, and what it is about the platform that you think can really help startups. Well, you know, uh, Arkan is a platform that scans source code, that can read source code and provide uh, information about the quality of the software. And this is very useful to monitor the quality on time and to allow startups to find out uh, their mistakes uh, in code as soon as they happen so that they can assure the maintainability and capability to evolve of the software platform. So it's something that helps you um, saving money, saving time in developing software by providing quality. And how does it actually work then? So people join the app and they are able to have or some kind of a validation or is it a scoring? How exactly does it work so people can really see how good their software is that they've been building? Yeah, that's correct. After you analyze your code, then you get some scoring. But not only scoring, we point out the exact points in the code that must be fixed in order to improve the quality. So we provide the list of problems that we detect and also provide a quality report with with some scoring that allows you to understand if you're doing better than the last analysis. And would you say that the number of the startups that come your way and are using your platform are finding that they're making a lot of mistakes, a lot of there are a lot of issues in what they're creating, or are you finding that actually um, the software is just helping people be reassured that they're on, on, on the track for something that's going to be good? Well, it depends. It also depends about the age of uh, the software that is going to be analyzed. Uh, if the software is brand new, most probably there would be less mistakes. But uh, if the software is old, for instance, uh, it has a long history of development, uh, then uh, it is very probable that uh, there will be a lot of mistakes. Uh, and usually developers know about their mistakes. Uh, in fact, Arkan is something, it's a validator, okay? So uh, most of the people tell us, uh, oh, yes, I knew there was a problem in that part of the code, but I tried to, you know, not see it. So uh, thanks to Arkan, now I can uh, face the problem and try to solve it. And is it really aimed at technical founders or non-technical founders? So are you able to help someone who perhaps isn't really a developer or doesn't have much experience in that space to ask the right questions of their technical team? Or is it more aimed at someone who already has that technical experience and for them you're just you know, giving them some, some markers as to where they can improve? So actually, uh, Arkham address uh, both uh, sides. We call it the business side and the technical side. Of course, we provide technical information and they can be only understood by technical people such as uh, developers or CTOs and so on. 
However, we have developed also a set of dashboards that were designed especially for managers without technical background. In that case, we provide numbers. For instance, you are losing that amount of time. You are losing that amount of money so that you, you maybe you are a manager, uh, but you have uh, an overview about uh, the software development that uh, nowadays uh, is a core aspect uh, of a business, uh, especially talking about startups. So for us, it's very important to address both sides. And is your platform relevant to both a startup? as well as a scale-up and also perhaps a corporate as well? Or is there a particular target audience for whom your software really helps? Yeah, actually, we started from corporates because uh, it is um, a tool that does a very specific analysis. And so we started from uh, from there because we, we come from Italy. And in Italy, um, it, it's weird, but uh, corporates uh, are more advanced in terms of uh, uh, technical capabilities than smaller companies. So we started from there. But uh, uh, startups, scale-ups, they are perfect, uh, especially, of course, startups that develop uh, a platform where all the business runs. It doesn't matter if the platform uh, is not related to a, a technical business, uh, but if the platform is used to sell something, well, uh, it's important to uh, keep the platform uh, of quality. So, yes, it's perfect at uh, all stages. Uh, what matters is that there's some kind of development. Okay, uh, software development. The company must be developing something, or the company is outsourcing the development. For instance, we are keeping in touch with a startup that does not develop everything in house, but has some outsourcing development. In that case, Arcan can be used to validate the quality of suppliers, external suppliers. That's really interesting. So um, I can see where this might be useful also for valuations um, and for any kind of due diligence. Are you being brought in at various stages um, by external potential investors to look at startups or are you finding that most of your business is coming from startups who are getting themselves in order before they actually go to investors? Yeah, actually, uh, at the moment, we didn't validate the use case where, for instance, investors uh, validate the quality of the startups uh, Usually it's the other way around uh, because um, the pain that we ease uh, is a pain that is felt by developers, by startups. Um, so at the moment we are exploring more that kind of use case. And, and what have you learned from working with these different startups? Are you finding certain patterns in the sort of results that you're finding or the approaches or or the appetite to, to find out where their mistakes are? What are you learning from those startups you're working with? Well, what happens usually is that, um, and, and this is fine, when a startup starts developing a software, it has one, uh, one goal to go on the market. Uh, and this usually uh, entails uh, uh, the rise of a lot of problems at software, uh, at software side. So this is something uh, that I understood that it is very normal that the startup accumulates a lot of technical debt is the, is the true name of uh, what we are detecting. So startups accumulate a lot of technical debt, but then they uh, start to repay it uh, after they exit the first, uh, uh, the first months, uh, the first year of, uh, of work. 
because usually then there is money and after that uh, it is common to refactor the code base uh, to clean the code base uh, in order to make it stable for the next steps so, so this is a pattern that uh, i have seen and what are you finding that people are really learning the most from having used archon to someone who isn't using it where do you think the benefits are Yeah, the benefits is that you actually learn how to code. We focus on a very specific kind of problem that is architectural technical depth. So problem at a high level of abstraction when talking about code. I know it's very technical, but follow me. So the point is that um, they are mistakes that have a large impact on the future of the application, but it's very easy to make those mistakes. So uh, by using Arkham, what you can do is that you prevent the insertion of the error of the mistake inside your code base. That is something that Arkham can help you because otherwise uh, you don't know about that kind of problem and you are unaware that the source of all your problems, all the pains that you have while developing software, you do not know that they are coming from technical depth. And presumably, you, did you use Arkham to measure your own performance or have you um, just used that for, for star other people? Yes, uh, we did. And it was super interesting because um, we participated in an acceleration program for startups. Uh, and during that period, we constantly monitored the, the, our development. So what we discovered is that um, uh, when we were very next to uh, the next release, okay, requested from the acceleration program, we accumulated a lot of mistakes and problems. However, after that point, uh, there was a phase of cleaning up the code and uh, we did the, this retrospective and we were super happy because uh, we could see that uh, all our effort to make up our mistakes uh, were well rewarded. So yes, uh, we did it and we constantly did also Uh, we had a massive problem about the management of data in our platform and we solved it uh, with, uh, with Arkham because it was a problem of um, code dependencies and uh, uh, we, we were aware of that thanks to Arkham. And at what stage of your journey are you then? So have you had received some funding already? Are you in your uh, seed round, Series A? What's your stage of life stage for you? For the company so we received the grants so we didn't uh, give away equity uh, by now however what uh, we are working on right now is uh, an uh, industrial investment it means that uh, we are not getting money from uh, investors uh, private equity okay but we are establishing uh, a strong partnership with uh, a player of our domain so that's what we're doing and we will receive uh, fundings uh, along that That's wonderful. And, and what's your involvement with OVH Cloud? How did you get involved with them and, and, and get onto that startup program? Yeah, actually, I met them uh, thanks to the acceleration program. The acceleration uh, was held in Rome in the, in the hub All Adventure Group. Uh, it's um, um, 
founding uh, uh, company and they uh, introduced me to the Italian uh, OVH um, program and from there I applied for the program. I managed to enter it and then also I spoke with them. We participated to an event of, of OVH so we, we are growing our friendship let's say and we are currently hosting our platform on OVH Cloud by exploiting the free credits that the program gave us. And were you originally on another cloud provider prior to OVH Cloud? Yes, we were on AWS. That's because uh, we did everything uh, online. We applied for their program. And then at a certain point, we finished our credits. And uh, to be honest, it became very, very expensive. Uh, luckily, we develop everything on uh, Docker and by using uh, technologies not tied to AWS. So we avoided the vendor lock-in. This is also a suggestion for everyone listening. Avoid the vendor lock-in. And why do you say avoid? What do you think needs to be avoided? Uh, so what you should avoid is the vendor lock-in. The vendor lock-in, it means um, that uh, you should not uh, build your software architecture, your infrastructure uh, you should not exploit um, some uh, uh, tools uh, provided uh, and customized by specific vendors. Because, for instance, if you use Lambda, it's something that AWS provides. If you use them and then you have to switch to another cloud provider, it is uh, more difficult because there is no Lambda, for instance, on OVH. In that case, it prevents you from moving to another provider easily, of course. You can do anything. But uh, when you have a uh, little money, little time, uh, it's best, of course, if you keep everything, for instance, open source, you exploit open source uh, components uh, or you exploit uh, virtual machines, other components that are very common. In that case, you avoid vendor looking and it is easier to be, to be free, free to change. So this was um, very useful because uh, then we migrated to OVH and now we were there. We are very comfortable with uh, OVH and also it costs a lot less. And this is important for startups where you have to keep everything under control, also your money, your expenses. And many startups are really benefiting from that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of the things I find really exciting and very important about what OVH Cloud are offering is incredible for its real passion for freedom and for transferability. They're really encouraging not just data sovereignty, but also that ability to be free and to encourage innovation without being tied into anybody. I think it's a really essential and wonderful part of, of what they're providing. Could you tell us a little bit more about that startup program? So you applied, you got on, what does it offer? What was the experience like? Can you give us a few little insights into your time on that startup program? Yeah, well, what happened first, uh, we met uh, with the Italian team behind uh, the OVH startup program. And that was interesting because they provided us also um, introductions uh, to investors. And that was very valuable also for investors, meaning outside Italy. Uh, also, another thing is that we started talking about possible partnerships for the future. Of course, now we're small, but uh, OVH is willing to um, go on with the partnership, the collaboration also farther behind, you know, the startup program. And this was uh, very positive in my, in my opinion. Uh, then there are all the events. 
OVH, the, the startup program, gives the possibility to every startup to showcase their project, to showcase their platforms in online events. And that's also something that is very valuable because it allows you to create a network. Uh, also, there is a platform dedicated for startups, uh, part of the startup program. It's a platform where you can actually chat with other startups that comes from um, very different countries. So also that is interesting because it's not closed, uh, in my case, to Italy, but you can talk with uh, people from uh, many other countries. Uh, also, that is very, very inspiring. Also, you get to know other projects uh, and you have the opportunity to, for instance, contact uh, startups uh, in your uh, domain and, uh, you know, build uh, collaborations or make friendship and then get advice. That is something that I find very, very valuable. And presumably you're also uh, getting access to a list of investors um, as well as being able to test your platforms in that marketplace alongside um, other startups. Yes, exactly. Uh, yes, you uh, get introductions, warm introductions to investor. And that is something that if you're a startupper, you know, it's very precious. And yes, uh, you get the possibility to enter this platform and showcase your, your platform and advertise actually your, your platform so that other people can, uh, can for instance, uh, test the tool in our case or your app or whatever. And what sort of people have you met on the program? Well, uh, at the moment, only met online. So, uh, of course, we didn't met uh, in uh, in person. One of my co-founder actually went to an event and met other startups uh, part of the program. But uh, uh, me personally, I only chatted uh, online. And so I I met uh, another startup working on green tech meaning that they are developing uh, tools uh, for, you know, uh, green coding, uh, also tools uh, to, uh, you know, waste uh, uh, less energy when uh, concerning to IT. So I had the opportunity to meet uh, uh, a startup like that. And that was very interesting because we are also working on that topic. So uh, mm-hmm. this is one of the encounter I, I made. Brilliant. And, and what kind of challenges would you say the OVH Cloud startup program has helped you overcome? Yeah, for sure. So um, I explained to you how the platform, how Arkham works. Uh, Arkham can be deployed or on-premise or in the cloud. And um, uh, for instance, corporate clients ask for the on-premise deployment and that's fine. However, startup scale-ups, but also people that want to uh, try out our our project, our platform, they require, of course, the cloud platform. So that is something that OVH Startup Program, uh, that, that is a problem that the program has solved the, the possibility to deploy. We have actually multiple instances of our platform deployed on OVH, and that res- solves a, a great problem to be online, to be always available and also to be able to scale easily. Because, for instance, at a certain point, uh, we had to make a specific instance for a customer. So we needed to, you know, deploy another instance of our of our platforms in the cloud. And it was very easily with, uh, with OVH. So this is something that uh, the program helped us do. 
And do you have any um, tips for anyone who's thinking about going on the startup program? Uh, so how they should apply or what they should be focusing on in order to get into that program? Yeah, well, actually applying to the program is easy. So, and that's a point in favor of uh, of EH. But uh, one thing that I suggest is to contact uh, the people behind the program because uh, what you find very satisfying uh, and instead, for instance, to AWS, is that you can talk to real people and they will start giving uh, pieces of advice uh, since uh, day zero. So uh, before the onboarding, during the onboarding, and even after. There is this feedback loop active, and I find this very useful. And also, it's something positive, it's something uh, heartwarming because sometimes as a startup I feel like you know alone I feel like I'm here I don't know what to do and instead every time I speak with the OBH startup program team I learn something and I really enjoy that so suggestion please contact the people behind the OBH cloud startup program and that you keep touch with them because they offer a great support and it is very nice to talk with them because they support you in every step in every phase of the program it is very heartwarming because sometimes as a startup feel that everything is very hard there's no one helping you and the team the team behind uh, the program is there to to help you so please uh, contact them and keep in touch with them because they find that very useful that really nicely brings me on to my next question which is what do you find the challenges of being a ceo not just a ceo but a female ceo um, in a um, very technical space Uh, what sort of challenges um, have you come across uh, yeah, the problem is that uh, uh, nowadays, uh, I tell you something, uh, you have always uh, the doubt. You are always doubting yourself like, uh, okay, I didn't get that uh, opportunity maybe because I'm super young and I'm a woman and maybe they are not taking me seriously. Uh, this is something that I always ask myself. So the challenge is all in my head. What I do is that I try not to care about uh, those thoughts and go straight on my way uh, so actually there there are no visible obstacles uh, because um, uh, what I'm trying to say is that nowadays people hide also very well their thoughts so maybe sometimes you get the feeling that uh, uh, the people uh, at the other side of the table are not taking you seriously they not tell you okay what are you saying and so on so you must be you must be smart. Uh, you must understand uh, the vibes of, of the conversation. For instance, uh, that is a challenge. But uh, thinking too much about it uh, will only stop you from going forward. So I try to be positive. I try to think that mm, there's nothing that can stop me as long as I, you know, I uh, provide a good product and a good idea and good solutions. Uh, so this is my thinking. That's wonderful. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. It's, it's so much of being an entrepreneur is in the mind um, because it's only you who can really understand what that vision is. And it can be hard to get those knockbacks. But if you're really determined and you're centered about what you're doing, then I do believe anything's possible. So I, I com- couldn't agree with you more. Um, but in terms of actually just being a, just, just she says, being a CEO, um, being a CEO, what sort of things are you having to 
to think about on a day-to-day basis. So, so where is your where is your sort of time being absorbed in your everyday? Uh, well, talking to people. <laughs> the main goal of a CEO is to find money for the company. And you can do that in two ways, okay? You can sell your product, so find new people to sell your product to, or you can find, for instance, investors, opportunities, create partnerships. So the majority of my time is spent to talk to people, either to sell the product or to create a new partnership. We created five partnerships and I was the contractor in those partnerships. And also I spend a lot of time during the financial part of the of the startup because at the moment we don't have a CFO. So I'm taking care of it. And also a lot of time is spent on applying to calls. For instance, European calls or public calls or calls from uh, incubators, accelerators, DOBH uh, uh, Cloud Startup Program, and so on. Uh, so the, the aim is to find as many opportunities to make your startup grow. And they can be of different uh, kinds, so not also connected to money. Some opportunities are also, for instance, going to events. Okay, so trying to apply to an event to get your booth, to present your solution, that is something very important also. So, yes, I do a lot of things, to be honest. It sounds like you're a very busy woman. <laughs> Once you finish the OVH Cloud startup program, what happens next? Do you stay connected? Are you planning to apply for the scale-up program? What's your, what's your vision for continuing to work with OVH Cloud? So we want to go on. Also, uh, I can tell you something, uh, OVH Cloud uh, is uh, planning to open a marketplace and uh, I'm keeping an eye on that because uh, for what I know, at the moment, the marketplace uh, is active in uh, France, but then it will become something for also other countries. And for me, it is very important to keep in touch because uh, I want to enter that marketplace. So what I see in our future is that we will go on collaborating with uh, uh, the OVH Cloud uh, Startup Program if uh, there's the possibility to apply for this scale-up program, for sure we will be doing that. Uh, and that's it, yes. And what do you think you want to take with you from this startup program experience that you will always think about as you're moving into your next stage? What, what are the key learnings from this program? Well, uh, that networking is important. This is something, this is a piece of advice that uh, is true uh, every time, Okay. So as I said, I found very fruitful to connect uh, with the with the people behind the which called startup program, and I think that is the important takeaway: that uh, talking to people, uh, going behind things, uh, trying to connect, try to uh, create true network, not only exchange, you know, contacts, but actually talk to people. I think that's the important thing. The, the important takeaway. Uh, from this uh, from this experience, and uh, yes, you can say, well, this is something that you can take away from everything else. Yes, but uh, uh, you know, uh, now you understood that I'm very fond of uh, of uh, UBH uh, Cloud Startup Program team. So I will say it again: it's the people, the people behind that. Uh, that is something that I will take away. 
And on the converse of that, are there things, mistakes perhaps that you've made in your journey? I mean, we all make mistakes you know, pretty much every day. I mean, failing fast is a, is a rule that seems to really capture what it's like to be an entrepreneur. But what would you say are some of the mistakes that you've made that perhaps others could learn from, at least if not to avoid completely, but at least um, to not make such a dent in either their time or their, their motivation? Yeah, many. <laughs> yeah, no, very easy to make mistakes when you're a startup because usually you're doing something new, right? So, yeah, so you can get advices, but then you must uh, build your own, uh, your own way. So one mistake that we made was, for instance, spend too much time and too much money on developing uh, uh, the graphical user interface. So doing a step back, um, our platform is a web application. It has a backend and a frontend, and of course, a graphical user interface. This is a suggestion for everyone developing uh, platforms, web application. At the beginning, you should not invest all your time in doing a beautiful uh, graphical user interface because most probably you will throw it away in a month or two. And this is something that we did, we, and then we threw everything away. The correct way to do it is to make something functional at the beginning. Maybe it's ugly, but as long as it is fairly usable, then go for it. And after the first round of validation from real customers, real customers, then you can invest your time and money, for instance, in developing a beautiful and usable graphical user interface. This is connected to product development. Uh, another mistake that we did at the beginning was not to take it seriously. The product development process is something uh, tough, okay? And there are frameworks, there are ways to do it properly. And you must learn that. Uh, there are books, uh, but you can go online. Uh, you can uh, also read a few pages, few very few examples uh, and instructions, uh, and you're ready to go, but uh, starting without a process uh, in general, also for business, uh, product for business, starting without a process, uh, that's a common mistake that, that I also see in other startups uh, and is going to cost you a lot, of, a lot of time. That's something. Also, another mistake was not taking too much notes uh, during the first customer calls. So at the beginning, uh, I... I approached the first calls like, okay, I have to sell something. I have to convince someone else that my product is beautiful. And I didn't let the other side talk. This is a very common mistake for startups. You should listen instead. You should listen because the client is already telling you what's wrong in your product with the questions. For instance, they kept saying us, but... Uh, is the tool uh, available for microservices application? Can I run Arcan on microservices application? The answer is no. After they told us uh, for the 10th uh, time, we understood that, that we must implement that feature. And now we're doing that. And you only discover this by listening to your potential customers, to your leads and so on. So that is another common mistake. Final, this is something that we started early, but because we got a piece of advice from other startups, but it's something that I see it's never done by new startups, 
is to uh, keep uh, a CRM, so it's a database containing all the information about your leads, about your customers, what they tell you, and so on. It's very important because it provides structure, because usually it becomes part of a process. And as I said, that's very important. And uh, it's a memory. It's a memory of your journey. And uh, when you are at the end of the first year startup and you ask yourself, what did I do wrong? If you're not keeping track of everything, you won't be able to answer that question. And that is very bad. That is very, very bad. Try to collect as much as information as you can, because at the end of the day, that is the way that you can, you know, go back on track. Which brings me nicely on to uh, a regular that we have on this podcast, which is for our guests to please um, offer three tips to uh, our listeners that they really need to be bearing in mind as they're going on their startup journey. So what three tips would you offer our listeners? Yes. So I summarize, I think, the conversation. First tip is uh, mind the processes, in particular, the product life cycle. If you're building a software product, you must hire a product manager, there is someone uh, following uh, uh, the entire process. So you must have steps and you must implement, for instance, something famous, for instance, Scrum, the Scrum process. It's very useful or something else you choose, but uh, be careful, implement the process. Second, uh, try to create a community around your startup. What I find very useful is to make is to make friends with uh, other startups, and not only try to find mentors, people that can help you. Don't be afraid to go out there because uh, uh, you can learn from every situation, and good networking will lead you to your next customer. And uh, the last piece of advice is uh, uh, do not be afraid to study your competitors. So this is a topic that we haven't talked about, but uh, of course, every startup has competitors because otherwise there's there's something weird. Or you are the new product that breaks the world. Otherwise, most probably there are competitors. Uh, at the beginning, you try not to see them. But uh, uh, hear me, you should know them by heart, know uh, what are they doing, uh, what will be their next move. Uh, because uh, if you know your competitors well, then you know what to do yourself. So how to differentiate, for instance, uh, or, oh, they're, they're, everyone is doing the same thing. Maybe you should do that too. And so don't be afraid to look at your competitors uh, always uh, and, um, and keep track, okay, because things change faster. So you must have uh, one person dedicated to uh, monitor, study your competitors. Wonderful. Well, I have learned an awful lot in this chat. I've really enjoyed hearing about not just Arkham, but also your experience of the OVH Cloud Startup Program. And I've loved your honesty and openness about what it's actually like to be a CEO. I think we have this idea of what it is to be a CEO. And then when you're in it, the day-to-day of managing your customers, your investors, your your team, your uh, potential partners, um, other people within the network, it's, it's a lot to manage. And I think um, being really open about that is not only quite therapeutic, but also really helpful for people who are either in that journey or thinking about taking it. So I really appreciate your time and your thoughts. So thank you very much for joining Supercharge Your Startup. 
thank you, Juliette, and uh, thank you for inviting me to, to the podcast. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, this experience uh, and I hope that uh, my tips, uh, my, you know, my history will be helpful for other startups in the, in the future. And uh, also uh, remember to apply to the OVH Club Startup Program because it, it is a great opportunity and uh, you will be satisfied. Thank you. Don't miss our next episode, where I'll be chatting to Cedric Tarossian, entrepreneur and fundraising expert and founder of Polonize, and he'll be giving us insights into the importance of narrative and how it connects to raising investment. You've been listening to Supercharge Your Startup from OVH Cloud, who are already providing data sovereign cloud solutions to 1.6 million customers worldwide. Whether you are a startup or a scale-up, we are with you every step of the way to accelerate your business with a specialist range of member initiatives. For more details about our startup program and to start your company journey onto our cloud today with up to 100,000 euros in free cloud credits and technical consultations, find us now at startup.ovhcloud.com. Your success is our success. Together, we're stronger and faster. Stronger and faster.